Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hi, this is Mike Hoffs, new voice of the Saints and Odyssey Radio. You are listening to Tina and Jeff on Floors Truly Podcast. Live from New Orleans, home of good food, good music, and tons of fun. This is Tina and JB with Floors Truly. Hey, y'all. I just wanted to let y'all know that Jeff is going to be off for the next couple of weeks, but I'm really excited. We're going to be having guest hosts on Floors Truly over the next couple of weeks in Jeff's absence. And tonight we have a special guest in front of the show. JB, tell everybody hello. Hello, everybody. I don't know how special guest, but not special. (laughs) I might be a blue light special. Kmart reference. Love it. (laughs) Whenever I hear that, I always think about Rain Man. (laughs) Used to be one of my favorite movies back in the day. Now, of course, it's it's Step Brothers, which, of course, you know that because I quote it every time it's on. I have to, like, post about it. Yeah, I'm the same way with that one. If it's on, I'm but, li- but, 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 but listeners of the show actually know JB because I had him on the show last year. And if they if anybody follows me on Twitter, they see you and I go back and forth all the time. And, and as everybody knows, JB had a podcast called called Heart in School. And now he has a new podcast, which I'm really excited for him. It's called The Blunt Norse Trauma. And um, JB is a, is a Vikings fan. <gasps> but of course, he's really, <laughs> he's really cool. And I mean, I, you know, I know you're friends with with some of the people that I follow on Twitter and my friends as well. And same things, we get along really well. I mean, we don't take it to that next level. We've talked about that before. So I'm really happy that you can join us on the show tonight. And, you know, we could talk football and not take it there. You know what I mean? <laughs> No, it's never personal. I, I will throw in a jab to people, but I don't ever let it get personal because it's not. It's just football. And uh, if if I see somebody's a little annoyed or irritated with it, I will stop immediately. It, it, it was it, it, it was fun. I just, and you can even tell everybody you and I had a bet. What was it, like two or three years ago? And I even let you out of the bet like two or three days early because I felt bad. I was like, I can't make him keep Cause I kept seeing people post like, what's up with your avatar change. You're like, I lost the bet. So bet's a bet. I'm like, look, you could just, just we're done with it. It's cool. You paid your dues. <laughs> the old drew breeze is my Abby. Yeah. Oh my, my guy. I love drew. It's, it, it's, it's been really an adjustment. I mean, I've known for a while he was going to retire, but it, it's taking me a, a longer <laughs> to get used to not because I'm not confident in, in, in James Winston. It's no disrespect to him or Taysom Hill or anything like that. It's just, it's the comfort of just knowing, you know, Hey, look, there's Drew. I'm so used to him being there for the last 15 years. And I'm an OG Saints fan. So I remember, you know, way before we even had Drew when, when fans wore bags on their heads and when, you know, we were listening to the games on the radio cause they were blocked out cause they didn't sell out. So it's not that it's just, I'm so Drew was the face for 15 years and he's not there now. And it's weird. Even when he was like hurt, he was on the sidelines. 
but not even seeing him in the building. It's just, it's strange. I'm still getting used to that, but I am excited with where the team's going. Last night's game was really great. Um, so we'll get into that in a little bit, but I do have an announcement for our Floors Chili fans. If y'all listen to our intro music, or at least I hope you listen to our intro music as the beginning of the show. We have, we change it up every couple of weeks. And I've talked about this before that my dad was in a jazz band and I have had some of his old recordings for many years. And I just, I, I honestly, I don't want to go through them. It's like one of those things, you know, I, I lost him many years ago when I was in my early twenties and it's just, you know, it's a lot for me to have to go through them, but I found some really cool old recordings that we, that we were able to salvage on cassette. Cause you're talking like some of these recordings are over 30 years old <laughs> and, and with technology, you know, not having them on CDs and also we were able to clean them up. So if y'all notice that our intro music is different this week, and it's because it's my dad's band when he was with the Dixieland All-Stars. So really personal and love it. And I'm glad that we're going to be able to use that. I miss him dearly. I wish I would have appreciated listening to his music. But, you know, it's he's I have it here and it's it's, it's great that I was able to transfer it now. I've got everything on USB, most all of it now. So I can listen to it whenever I want. But, yes, y'all will be listening to some of my dad's music. He was a trumpet player. He also sang. And uh, he was with the Stardusters and Dixieland All-Stars for many, many years. Played with some of the New Orleans greats, if y'all know these names, Al Hurt and Pete Fountain. Um, he loved music, but he was one of those people that it was not his primary job. Like being, you know, having a family and he had a, a full-time job, but he loved playing music. It was his passion. And he always used to tell me that don't rely on your passion to support you because you will wind up hating it. And so he never was, you know, never, he had the opportunity to make CDs and tour and go do a lot of different things. And he just never really did because he was a family man really at heart and wanted to be home with us and, you know, took gigs when he could and, and, and enjoyed it. And he stayed at, literally until the day he died. He loved music. Like that was his, his passion and he loved it. And I think because he never had to rely on it. So like, I love my podcast and I love doing marketing, but it's not going to keep my lights on my house either. <laughs> so I got to have a real job in the real world, but I do love doing the podcast. And I got, I get what he's saying now, you know, when you're, when, when you're creative and you're artistic and you want to do something, your passion's there, it doesn't always pay the bills. So you got to have something to fall back on. But he, you know, was a musician forever. Like, you know, from the time I was little, I remember him playing trumpet and rehearsing and I miss hearing that. So yeah, but anyway, if y'all do hear the music, you know, that's my dad. <laughs> I think that's a great, great story. It's nice that you can have your dad be part of your podcast. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, what would he think? Because he was not very tech savvy. And of course, like I said, you know, lost him in 99. So that was before the day and age of social media and iPhones and all those things. So I don't even know if he would even know <laughs> or understand a podcast. But, uh, I, you know, I knew he would be proud of me no matter what, because every time I had some little venture project, he was really excited. So it was pretty, you know, cool. So but uh, speaking of jazz music, we did lose a legend to Today, Charlie Watts, the Stone, Rolling Stones drummer, 80 years old, passed away today. It was announced this morning. Been with the Rolling Stones for over 60 years. And a lot of people in New Orleans and all over the country were super excited that the Stones were going to be playing Jazz Fest this year. And then, of course, Jazz Fest got canceled. And uh, they were supposed to play on Wednesday, actually, a special uh, appearance by them. And they were supposed to play last year, and then it was canceled. So I know a lot of people in New Orleans have been posting uh, different uh, stories on there and saying how they traveled to go see the Rolling Stones. And, you know, or, hey, look, that's a 
concert on my bucket list I want to see. So it's a huge, huge loss for the music com community. And I mean, just to say to be with any employer for 60 years, much less in the music industry for 60 years says so much. And I know he will be terribly missed. You start something as a teenager and you, you do it past standard retirement age into ages when a lot of people are sitting at home just kind of chilling know, hanging out yeah <laughs> yeah to be able to do that for 60 years is it's mind-blowing actually yeah it is and people don't realize in it i guess because i've been in an industry you know not professionally but just know people that have had like local bands i mean it's very demanding and we've heard over the years i know like you know with van Hal van halen and with guns and roses how they've had bandmates you know getting arguments and disagreements and quit and you know bands break up they get back together and to be with some with a group for 60 years, that's a really long time. It's, it's a long time to be in any job. I mean, like you said, I mean, most people at 80 years old are kicking back, you know, either traveling in an RV or they're retired and, and sitting home with their grandkids and then just, you know, doing nothing because they've worked their whole life. And I mean, he was still doing it. I mean, like they had a full slate up until, you know, pre-COVID of tour dates. And I mean, it when I say New Orleans, like, social media went on fire when they announced it. Because first of all, we don't have Wednesday dates here. It's usually Thursday. You know, they have two weekends for Jazz Fest. Everybody was excited the Stones were going to play last year and then COVID happened and it was canceled. So when they rescheduled and it was going to be a fall date, you know, they weren't on the slate and a lot of people were disappointed. And then when they announced it, it was like, boom, like, I mean, like the tickets went on sale and it was like, everybody was like, oh my gosh, I got to go see the Stones. Literally everybody on my Facebook and Twitter, that's all they were talking about. Like that was it. It was trending for like the entire day in the New Orleans area. It's like Rolling Stones, Rolling Stones. So, you know, today, of course, you know, with the announcement, a lot of people really say it. And it's, you know, you hate to hear that because, I mean, he said it's, he's been part of like music icon for many, many years. So it's, it's really sad. But I mean, it's also a testimony to him and the type of person he was and the commitment and the drive, you know, for that band. I mean, 60 years is just incredible. So I haven't seen a statement from the band yet, but in all honesty, too, it's been a crazy day. And, you know, with the Saints game last night and trying to keep up with everything that's been going on and roster cuts and uh, you know, just life in general <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> on Tuesday, <laughs> but I'm sure that, you know, they have, if, if they have not already made a statement, but, um, you know, he will definitely be missed. I mean, it's anytime I hear about that, I remember, you know, when, when Prince passed away, it was like, just, wow, he was, he, you know, I, I've, Prince was one of the, especially you being, you know, Minnesota's fan. So, you know, you know, what Prince meant to the, uh, the the Minnesota area but I mean like me as a music fan Prince is like the performer on my bucket list that I never got to see like I, I like to like there was a list of performers I've been to a lot of concerts over my li lifetime and Prince was one of them that I always wanted to see and I regret that I never got to to, to see him because people I know that traveled to to go see him perform said that he was just absolutely incredible that was one of those ones you had to see in person yeah and I never uh he's another one I never got to see and really never came to close enough to where I could get to see him. Uh, I think that would have been a great concert as well to go see Prince live. Uh, we, his Super Bowl performance is one of, the, one of the best ones. I mean, the fact that he got rain while he sang Pur Purple Rain. I know you couldn't have written. I mean, that was like fairy tale story. I mean, it was perfect. And I was completely convinced that year. I mean, the Saints went to the NFC championship, but I was convinced that we were going to the Super Bowl this, that year because it was, you know, his Prince was playing. I'm like, that's, 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 that's me. I, I need to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I need to be there, but that, and I mean, taking, cause I have seen many, many halftime shows. I'm, I'm taking my phantom out of this. 
that was like the best Super Bowl halftime show. I mean, he just, you know, he didn't care that it was raining. I mean, like if anything, it, it amplified his performance. He just, he was an incredible lyricist. He was an incredible singer, player. I mean, he just, just, I love him. Um, just crazy though. I mean, like absolutely crazy that he got out there and just, you know, performed the way he did, but they've had some great performers over the years for halftime shows, but Prince, you know, to me is like all time number one and happens to be from Minnesota. So, right. yes. <laughs> but Back to the Saints. <laughs> Last night's game. Wow. I, I'm still, you know, I've said this numerous times and people are like, oh, you know, I thought you love the team. I'm like, I do love the team. I was not wanting to come out and give a prediction on this season. People can ask me, what do you think? What do you think your work is going to be? And I'm like, I'm not going to come out and predict anything right now. I was like, I am cautiously optimistic about what's going on. And yes, it's most of it was because of Drew Brees retiring and so much uncertainty at the quarterback position. But the second issue I had is that we have looming suspensions. You know, we have uh, David Onyemata, who's out for six games. And then we've got uh, Lattimore, who's yet to, we still don't know what's going to happen with that. We have Deontay Harris. We still don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, if they are suspended and if they're not, and if they're not, hey, that's great. I mean, we're literally like, we've got one more preseason game and then, you know, break and then the season starts and we still don't know what's going on. No one, Roger Goodell, he'll hand down the suspensions like, you know, two hours before kickoff. But, you know, because how he, our relationship with him is not great. Everybody knows that. But in all seriousness, like that and the fact that, you know, Michael Thomas is hurt. We had several other players that are injured. Just so much uncertainty. I really didn't have expectations. I was just literally like sitting back going, you know what? I'm happy to just have football this year. You know, I want our players to be healthy. I want our players to go into the season, you know, we're full season, 17 games, which for the record, I still think is ridiculous. But Same. <laughs> I just, I wanted us to have, you know, a full season and I just wanted to watch football. I just, to me, that is like my serenity every Sunday, Monday night, whatever we're playing to just get away and escape from whatever's going on three and a half hours of just peace and enjoying the love of the game. So I had no expectations. I didn't want to go on the record and say where I thought we were going to be. Didn't want to go on a record and name a quarterback because no matter what I thought, didn't matter what was going to happen in preseason or camp. Because what I'm, what I was stating, what I was thinking, you know, was three weeks prior to all that happening. So now here we are in game two. Jameis Winston had a phenomenal performance last night. Uh, Taysom Hill struggled in the pocket. And I, I think I'm going to go on the record now and say that is Jameis Winston's job. And he completely earned it. Off season, he worked out, you know, with some of our receivers, I mean, he's been saying all the right things. He's been doing all the right things. And I'm not knocking Taysom Hill. Please don't come at me tomorrow and say, you know, you don't like Taysom. It's not that. I love Taysom as well. He is great at what he does, but what he does is not to be a full-time quarterback. He is great in that, you know, Swiss Army knife role. And we have two injuries at tight end right now. So, I mean, it'd be great if he could, you know, kind of shift back over that. Now, if that's going to happen, I don't know. Because everybody knows what Taysom said in the offseason. He wants to be the full-time quarterback for the Saints. I mean, he changed, you know, the way he worked out. He, you know, he changed a lot of things in the offseason to prepare himself and his body and mentally to be a full-time quarterback. But it's, it's just not meant to be. You know, and I feel like he's a great guy. I'd love to see him stay on with the team. I don't know how he, what he's feeling right now if he loses that position, where he's what he's going to want to do in his future. But it's Jameis Winston's job. I think, you know, I'm going on the record now saying I will be absolutely shocked if Sean Payton comes out and names Taysom Hill as our starter week one against Green Bay. Hill, Hill is Hill's an appetizer. You take, a, you know, you just want a little bit of him. He's, it's pretty good. 
you like it it sets you up for the big meal and right now uh you know Jameis winston is uh is the crab legs um <laughs> you had to go there um yeah i my my feelings about Jameis winston personally are not strong but taking those out i watched the game last night uh just to prepare for tonight and he looked like a different quarterback now he did. i i think sean payton just game plan properly and it was a very vanilla game plan and you're going to get that i think in the preseason mm-hmm. All the throws, aside from the two passes to Callaway, which Callaway was just, the catches were fantastic. But they, they were nice, safe, underneath throws, easy throws for him to make. And he does have a strong arm. His problem is, or was, he wasn't mature enough to know how to use that arm. He's trying mm. to make throws that didn't, you know, he shouldn't have been trying to make. And it, he was, you know, was even brought to his attention about that. And he, he kind of shook it off and said, well, I'm going to play my way because my way is going to work. You know, well, he didn't want to hear that he was making bad decisions. He yeah, just and that, figured my talent. That's a maturity thing. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a maturity thing, but I don't, I don't see that anymore, you know? And that was a lot of people that brought that up. You know, when he came here, they said, well, you know, his attitude. And I was like, well, I'm gonna tell you what, Sean Payton's not going to put up with that. You know, he's just not. I mean, we've we've gotten rid of players for less, <laughs> you know, doing less here, you know, with attitude issues. I mean, everybody remembers. I, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, Adrian Peterson was on the sidelines and rolled his eyes at Sean Payton. And the next week he was cut. So, you know, I, I didn't I'd ha- I think I think that Sean Payton saw a lot in him that we didn't see at the time because we're not privy to a lot of things, you know, the workouts and, you know, OTAs and, and, and they have scouts that they pay a lot of money for to watch a lot of film. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, I didn't watch every game with Tampa when he was with them. So I only knew the stuff that I saw in the highlight reels, you know, or what I saw trending on Twitter. So I had the same concerns everybody else had as far as maturity, but he's, he, like you said, he was a different quarter. He's a different quarterback last night. He's a different quarterback period. He's matured a lot on and off the field. So I'm now excited for the season, you know, cause I feel like a lot of the concerns that I had as far as the injuries, like you said, last night, Callaway, he Callaway's had a great camp. Michael Thomas is out with his injury, you know, for the foreseeable future. We don't really know when he's going to come back. I know the last report that we got, he was ahead of schedule and that's great. But I mean, these guys are stepping up and that's what we need. You know, they're all saying next man up. Somebody gets hurt, next man up. So a lot of those concerns that I had as far as injuries and wide receiver, you know, the guys are stepping up. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Winston and Callaway, Winston Callaway, Winston Callaway all season. But I mean, they obviously have good chemistry and that needs to continue. So, I mean... I know when Lance Moore was here, Drew Brees, that was like one of his favorite targets to, to throw down a field to. And, um, you know, we just I look at it like the, the big picture. It's like, OK, you know, we have a lot of wide receivers. People don't know names are like, who is that? Who is that? Like Tony Jones Jr. He's a, um, a, uh, a rookie running back for us. Nobody knew his name prior to the game last week. And I mean, he, he like now people like Devontae Freeman. Oh, you know, he's pushing Devontae Freeman and possibly Latavius Murray for his job. So. The Saints have been, we haven't had a lot of weapons on offense over the years. And that's been known. Drew Brees made these guys great. I, I, I've always said that. Like, he could take anybody off the street, literally, you know, and and make, and make get some chemistry with them and, you know, make, make names for themselves. Look what happened with Jimmy Graham. People used to say all the time with Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham was a product of the Saints system. That's why he was so great. What did Jimmy Graham do after he left the Saints? Not much. 
No, and that's, that's just, a great player to mention, yeah. I used to always say Jimmy should have never left, but, I mean, that is a whole other story for a whole other podcast we could go into, um, and Saints fans know exactly what I'm talking about. But, you know, that, that's the thing. You know, when you have a good quarterback who, and he's young, and that's the one thing that people were bringing up this morning, and I kind of felt like it was dig on Drew Brees. They were talking about, well, you know, Saints deep balls back. They haven't had passes like that in, you know, four seasons down the field, and I'm like, okay, that's great. Don't bring up Drew. Drew's not here anymore. <laughs> you know, that is in the past. Yes. Okay. We had issues with that, but it's done. It's over with. Let's focus on, you know, today and tomorrow. I hate when they do that and they start like dragging Drew's name through the mud. Cause I mean, Drew did a lot for us over 15 years. Yes. Towards the end, he lost some of his arm strength. Yes. Towards the end, he was injured. Okay. Move on from it. It's the 2021 season, not dwelling on the past. He still got you guys the Super Bowl ring. He did. And that, and that and, and and he did a lot more for the city. People will never truly realize how much he did for the city of New Orleans. I mean, I, off, off the football field. I mean, he has invested so much time and money in the city. And to me, I'm a football fan, but I always look at character of players and what they do. Do they walk to walk? Do they talk to talk? Drew Brees still, you know, has his footprints in the cement of New Orleans here and will continue to do so probably 10, 15, 20 years down the line. I'm confident in saying that. I go on the record and say that Drew Brees will still be doing things here in 15, 20 years down the line. So, you know, I, he, he brought a Super Bowl ring. He made players want to come here before players would get drafted and signed, didn't want to come here. And they did because they had a chance to play with Drew Brees. So, you know, Jameis Winston, I think he's definitely going to be our guy. I'm excited now to see what he can do. Um, I'm feeling more confident because of the injuries. We haven't heard anything about some of the suspensions. I'm kind of like hoping now, like, hey, you know, maybe like today's report came out, Lattimore's case might get dropped. I'm, I'm hoping that's the case. You know, we don't need any more drama, controversy, whatever you want to call it. We definitely don't need any more injuries. Um, and, and, and goes with saying, like, I know y'all have. I was reading into uh, some issues that y'all were having in regards to one of your players that just got signed that had made some comments on Twitter last season about uh, Kirk Cousins and having to issue an apology and fans are you know upset that it hadn't already been taken care of. <laughs> Good old Everson Griffin. Yeah. Like what's up? Yeah. What's up with all the drama? It's not just with the Saints. It's like everybody this season has drama. <laughs> well, I-, I think the fans are making more drama out of the Everson Griffin thing than the players are. Uh, yeah, I was a little thrown that he wanted to come back after the things he said when he left, but it was brought up. There are a lot of players that will have bad things to say about the team they're leaving. They leave with sour grapes, but then they can be kind of humbled when it's like, guess what? Nobody else wants you. We'll take you back now. And uh, I think he'll make he'll make nice with Zim and and Kirk Cousins because he's back and, you know, he already kind of said he, he feels he regrets what he said. Maybe he just regret regrets it because he had to come back with his head, you know, his tail between his legs to mm-hmm. get a job. But as long as there's no ill will in that, you know, locker room, uh, they'll be okay. You think I'm they can put, too- they can get past that and put it aside? I don't think they'd assign him if they didn't think they could get past it. Because I really, you know, people have been asking me, like, like a lot of people have been asking, like, what's up with this offseason? We've had a lot of players get in trouble this offseason. We're seeing fights at practice. Uh, you have made no secret about your feelings about Tom Brady. He's n- I, and I don't care for him either. And there's, you know, uh, Antonio Brown was signed with the team. I don't think he even should be playing in the league. <laughs> don't Same. really 
understand that, <laughs> but he is. And of course, you know, that's the Bucks. That's their business, NFL, Goodell, whatever. But, you know, fight at practice, you know, Tom Brady, a couple days into training camp, gets into a shouting match, throws his helmet, which, I mean, that's typical. You know, that's one of the reasons why we don't like him because the way he acts. But, you know, they're fighting on the sidelines and it's just like, what, what you know, what's going on? Like this, this has been a crazy season. So many rule changes, just, you know, drama on and off the field, suspensions, injuries. It's like, can we just get to, you know, September, first week of September and get the games going? We'll wait to the first game that's affected by COVID protocols. Wait to see how that goes now. Now that there's no more rescheduling, you know. Let, that's going to be, that's going to be insane. It really is. Because, I mean, like they were saying, depending on how, you know, with the breakout, and it's a forfeit. So you've got players, you know, and, and things happen. And we know this because we're living in a, you know, what are we now, 17, 18 months in COVID world. Yeah. So, you know, even if you're vaccinated and I'm getting, I'm getting into all of that because that's another story for another day on podcast. But even if you're vaccinated. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Babe, there's something different about my mango pineapple smoothie. Really? My caramel frappe tastes fine. Nah, something's definitely different. No difference? Other than I got them for half off because I ordered on the app. Well, that explains it. Explains what? How things seem to taste so much better when you're getting a sweet deal. Okay. <laughs> right now at Mickey D's, get 50% off any size McCafe beverage when you order through the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Follow one time per day. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download a registration required. You can still get COVID. There's breakthrough cases. So it's interesting to me how now that rule comes into play because now you're punishing the team, you know, and most all, like, I think almost all the teams are like over 70% vaccinated, if, if I'm correct. So, and then the, the Falcons, you know, are 100% vaccinated. They were the first team to come out. They came out first on top for, you know, something for a change. But they were the, they were the first team to come out being 100% vaccinated. So the rule is now COVID outbreak, forfeit game. And instead of. I, 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 I don't know what to say. You know, I didn't like all the rescheduling last year. I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, I because but at that time nobody really knew what to do, so now they're saying, well, now that you have an option where you, you shouldn't, you'll reduce the risk of it greatly, and you'll reduce the effects of it if you get it. But how now do you decide punish a team? What if five of the players, three of them, have been vaccinated? The let's yeah, it's something like five. I don't know. I thought it was five, but. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to do it. I, I don't know if it's five players and you forfeit, or if you can't feel the team, you forfeit. I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I don't know how you can punish players who have done what they're supposed to do under the protocols and still get it. Like, are you going to, yeah. I don't know. how. No, I, I, agree, I agree with you. There's been a lot of rule changes this, this year. And you know, that being probably the biggest and most important because 17 game season, which, you know, like you and I both said, I think is crazy. And then let's just say it happens to the Saints. With the implications down the, down the line, 
you know, where we're getting into a div- like our division is a tough division. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying us in the Bucks are, you know, going head to head for a playoff spot. And then we forfeit a game, you know, over something that technically isn't our fault. It doesn't seem fair. So I don't know if that played into the whole 17 game season thing to where like, hey, look, if it's a tie and then, you know, you have the extra game, which I, I just I, I never was for four game preseason thing anyway. I never I never liked the idea of four preseason games. I think it's just entirely too much, too long. I've seen some of our over the years, really great players get hurt in preseason done for the you know, they're done out for the whole year in a meaningless game, garbage football. So now we've got 17 games, regular season, you know, they've cut the preseason to three, which I mean, I I, I don't understand. But like I said, I I don't, I'm I'm not up in NFL headquarters in New York. So none of that makes sense to me is their, their way of thinking. I know fans don't like it. They keep increasing having teams go overseas. Eventually, you know, everybody's like, yeah, eventually we're going to have a team over there full time, which I don't think that's very fair either. It's the national football league. You want players going over there and having to live there, you know, or be separated from their family and their kids. Cause what if they don't want to move over there? I mean, it's like a whole different, a different world, basically. You know, I, I different- honestly hope we never expand overseas with, with football. And I, I think, I, 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 I think it's inevitable. I think that's what eventually the league wants to do. I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to the players or their families to, to do that. Because I mean, I know if I, if, you know, my, my husband was a football player and we had children, I wouldn't want to uproot our entire life and culture and everything that we know to go to a you know, foreign country and live somewhere that we don't know anyone. And I mean, you don't have to do that, but could you imagine how hard it would be for the players mentally and physically to go back and forth like that? I mean, it just, it would be extremely difficult. I hope that never comes to fruition, but I mean, there's been, been talk about it for years and, you know, we always said, Hey, you know, uh, this team wouldn't move. That team wouldn't move. You know, we're not going to get, you know, 18 game season. We're not going to get 17 game season. And here we are. So you never know what's going to happen. The rules change constantly. Another new rule we're not really happy with the new taunting rule. I call it, you know, AKA the saints rule, because it seems like whenever one of our players get in trouble for something the next season, there's always a rule put in place. So here we are now, you know, new, new taunting rule, high fines, ejections. Football is fun. (laughs) It's supposed to be fun. There's trash talking involved. There's trash talking between the fans. There's trash talking between players. I don't like the rule. I don't dislike the taunting rule. I don't dislike it because celebrating with your team is one thing standing over a guy that you just beat for a a first down, a first down really. And you're standing over him because you got a first down that I don't go for. I I don't like, I don't like you showing up the other player that way, showing up an opponent that way you beat him. You beat him. Okay. That should be good enough. I beat him for a touchdown. I'm going to celebrate with my teammates. That should be good enough to stand over a guy, to, to put the ball in his face and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, some of the players do take excessively, but now the way they're making it sounds like you can't even, you know, say anything. You can't motion anything with your hands, you know, stand over somebody, but like CJ Garner Johnson, who has gotten quite a few taunting penalties um, last season, you know, like he, he came out today and made a statement and he's true. He said, you know, he's like football is, an emotional roller coaster. He's like, you're out there. He's like, you're in the zone. You get adrenaline going. He's like, players wear their emotions on their sleeves. He's like, and sometimes he's like, you just, you know, you're so excited. You say things, 
you know, and, and I get what he's saying. It's like, cause it is football is mental, mentally is a mental game as, a fo- as, as, far, as far as a physical game as well. But I mean, you can't stop a person from being passionate and being emotional. I mean, it's just, I, I don't understand. Like, like every since NFL is no fun league anymore. It, and it really is. Cause like the, it seems like every year there's rules that come out that just like when you couldn't celebrate, Remember, teams are in the end zone. They do little group photos and, you know, or they do something with the ball or whatever. Yeah. Jimmy Graham, hate to bring him back up. Jimmy Graham was famous for dunking a, a football over the goalpost. And, you know, I think he did it, what, like two games? And then the next thing you know, it was like, nope, can't do that anymore. Yeah, because it was using the ball as a prop or using it. Yeah. And I'm just like, wait, you know, what harm is that, really? Like, I don't understand. Like, you can't even throw the ball in the in the um, stands anymore. And there's been a lot of times the family members, you know, especially with the Saints, and I know all teams probably do this. They have uh, ch- uh, families from Children's Hospital that come down, you know, make a wish. So players, you know, will go and, and hand the ball, or Kamara has done this. He's jumped in and did the, what they call the floor to leap. And, you know, jumps in the stands. Can't do any of that anymore. And I'm like, it's, you know, I don't see the harm in it. I really just don't. It's fun. The fans love it. I mean, it just, it's passionate and you're excited. And it's like, what do you want them to do? Just get out. I mean, these guys get paid so much money. But, I mean, they're out there, you know, eight months of the year, working out, training. You know, when they, they go score a touchdown or they break a record, why can't they celebrate? I don't understand. It's no different if you and I have something personal in our life that, you know, happens to us and we go and post about it on social media, you know, and we're excited about it. That's our way of, you know, that's the way we do something. But I don't understand why they can't go and, you know, hand a ball to a kid or jump in the stands. I know Lambeau Field, they do the Lambeau Leap all the time. I mean, that's going to be interesting because they've been doing that, you know, how many years? I think we're the first team that actually did it. Yep. So I just, I don't, I just don't understand it. It's like, to me, it's like every, you know, every year more and more rules come out. And, and I had somebody tell me this the other day, they're like on the verge of just not even watching football anymore. And I said, why? And they're like, cause it's just not fun to me anymore. And I'm like, I, I, I agree with, I get what you're saying. It's just, I love football. Like I said, it's my you know source of serenity and, and my getaway for three hours, but they're like, it's just not fun to me anymore. So like, why am I going to invest time and money in it? And I mean, that's a fan saying I can only imagine your players are like out there, you know, and they got to change their whole way of thinking and way they do things. So the rules is just, it seems like every year it's something that comes out. We talk about it, it's trending topic. It just, we make the jokes because it always seems like it's the Saint rule. Cause usually you can find, you know, Saints player that did something last year that, you know, kind of parallels to what's going on with the rule this year. I think they could take it too far in terms of not allowing stuff. I think if you are celebrating with your fans, you're celebrating with your teammates, let it go. If you're kind of starting trouble with your opponents, 15 yards, I got no problem with that. If you're instigating the opponent, that's 15. If you're celebrating what you did with the people, you know, with fans and your teammates, I don't know why that should be a penalty. I don't know why leaping into the stands should be a penalty. I don't know why giving a kid in a wheelchair a, a football after you score a touchdown should be a penalty. I think these are the places where the commissioner of the league needs to kind of sit back and think about what he's doing. And that's, I think, one of the biggest problems with the commissioner of the NFL. I don't believe he thinks before he acts. I think he just listens. Somebody gets in his ear and he decides to go to the extreme with, with some of the rules changes he makes. And I think that's a major problem with him. I think that's why he's probably, well, he's the second worst commissioner in, in pro sports. The major league baseball has the the market cornered on that one. Yeah. 
I think if he was to get some focus groups together from fans all over the country and really sit and listen to some of the things they say, he'd really be surprised because, you know, overall, I don't have that many complaints about things that are going on. It's just the the complaints I do have are big ones. Like officiating has been an issue for years. And I'm not even going to bring up the NOLA no call because everybody knows who who lives, you know, in two hour vicinity in New Orleans knows how we feel about it. But it's an issue league wide. I have watched other games where the where calls have affected the outcome of the game. And it's not fair. You know, I can see why people feel like they feel sometimes like there are a lot of Saints fans that gave up their season tickets after the NOLA no call. And I get why they did, because, I mean, you're spending two, three, sometimes four thousand dollars a year for, you know, to watch a game that the integrity is on the line and you don't have full time reps. And that's if I was to ever sit on a panel, that'd be the one thing I'd say. These guys are making, you know, six figures a year and they're not full time reps. Why? Like, why? Why can't you train your reps full time? You know, and, and, and even when the season's on, continuing education, realtors have to do it. You know, a lot of people in different industries have continuing education, even when teachers, teachers have to, to go through training, even when they're not in school. I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of industries out there. So like, why can't you, these, I know a lot of them are doctors and lawyers and you know, CPAs, they make good money to begin with. So if they're not available to do it full time, hire people that can. They get paid very well. They're making you know, more money NFL's than a lot billion. of people in the world. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, like, why can't they be full time refs? I just, I've never understood that, and it's been complaint for years. And Goodell is nothing about it. So, I, if I ever sat on a panel, that would be like my number one complaint. But you know, you're right. There's a lot of things you know that could change, and and overall, I don't have that many gripes about it. It's just the ones that, you know that I really could sit and say, hey, look, these are the top three things I have problems with. You know, but hey, as a season ticket holder who spends my good money. <laughs> that I earn in tickets every year. And, you know, people say, oh, you know, your tickets is okay. Well, you got to think the time, the driving, the parking, the concessions, the merchandise, even if you're sitting in the tower section in the cheap seats, as they call them, you're still spending a lot of money and a lot of time to be there. And I think our voice needs to be heard. And I, you know, I think if he was to sit down and really listen to some of the fans, he'd be surprised with some of the recommendations. But also he needs that bug in his ear because whoever his, you know, his assistant is, it's giving him all these ideas or wherever he's getting his information from. It's just not working because it's not. I mean, things things are not going in a, in a positive direction. But I mean, as a fan, I'm still watching the games. I still love my team. It's not their fault. You know, it's their boss. Right. <laughs> you know, it's their parent company that's got to handle everything. So you I know, like the jersey a, rule that he put in. The new, the new numbers. Yeah, I think the number system thing is kind of cool. <laughs> It was, I thought it was cool until we only had two numbers that were available for certain positions. And one of them was number nine, Drew Brees. The other one was number eight, Archie Manning. <laughs> so that, that, like, cause those are like, you know, nobody should be wearing number nine. And Archie hasn't played for us in many, many years, but it's just kind of like an unspoken rule. Like you don't wear number eight here. So uh, Devante Freeman of all players, who's a former Falcon, wanted to wear number eight. And they told him, no, no, no. <laughs> so you know, that that's cool until like something like that happens. <laughs> Cause it would have been very strange to see somebody out on even, you know, even if it's preseason and they're on the practice field wearing number nine, that yeah. would have been a very strange thing. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's cool with the numbers and all, but it's just <laughs> stay away from number nine. <laughs> well, De- De- Delvin Cook wanted to wear four. 
his college number, when they told him what it was going to cost him to buy out his jerseys, he changed his mind. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> what a hundred? What is it? One hundred and twenty dollars? One hundred and twenty dollars a pop nail? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was going to cost him a couple million bucks. I think they said yeah. about the inventory. Yeah. So he was. Uh, yeah. He rethought that. He said, "You know, thirty. Nah, I'll stick with thirty. I'm good. I'm good with that. So yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be a fun season. I've said this, uh, you know, since day one with the Saints and just overall in NFL. It's going to be an interesting season. A lot of players, a lot of names we're used to. Um, aren't with their, you know, respected teams that we know them and love them for. And, you know, Saints are, like I said, Drew Brees isn't here. Larry Fitzgerald is one, you know, I'm so used to seeing him play with the Cardinals. And uh, he was interviewed, I think it was last week, said, you know, right now he's he's cool with not playing. Yeah. So, it, it, that, and the season officially retired, but I mean, he's, he's okay right now with not playing. And for years, Saints fans wanted him to come and play here when they say, oh, you don't know if Larry Fitzgerald is going to be back with uh, Arizona next season. Everybody's like, oh, man, Saints sign him. Please sign him. Please sign him. Now, of course, you know, he's at the point of, you know, age, I guess, wise of retirement and, and on the fence about it. But, yeah, a lot of players have moved around this year. It's it's going to be, you know, really interesting. Like I said, I'm still back at the where I said before. I'm not ready to go on record yet as far as, you know, how I think we're going to do. I just want us to get through the season. I want our players to stay healthy. And I don't just mean COVID. I mean, just injuries in general. Because, yep. um, you know, we've been snake bitten with that uh, in training camp so far. In fact, we had an injury last night that they said uh, one of our uh, corners can be out for a couple of weeks. So I just want to get through the season. I want to have a successful, fun season. Um, I don't wish ill will on any players, but, you know, hey, down Bucks, down Tom Brady. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I hope he I starts want. playing like a guy who's 43 years old eventually. That would be nice. That would be really nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand it. Like he, you know, he, he's a great quarterback. I'm going to say that he is a great quarterback. He's just not a great person. I don't like his attitude. I don't like his cockiness. And to think that he was this close to signing with the saints and being, you know, our quarterback. Yeah. We, you know, could have brought a Super Bowl here, but it's just, I don't, I don't like players like that. I don't like attitude. I've been, I've been around players, you know, I've been around the, 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 the game of football my whole life. I've known players, you know, the no name players, the guys that just, you know, try out their families are so cool. So down to earth, you know, it's just, you make money and, and I get that you have to live a certain way and, you know, you, kids can't go to public school and you got to live in a certain house and certain thing. He just takes that cockiness to another level and I just don't like it. I don't like how he acts like that, that video of him and Gronk at the, I guess, Super Bowl boat float, whatever you want to call it, parade, they called it, you know, the way he was acting. I just, I have, I have no respect for that. And, you know, the other video that came out, I don't know if you saw it where he was drunk, like he barely could walk. They were kind of carrying him out. Carried he him kids off around. Boat, yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, you know, that look at kids look up to football players and that's the example you're going to set yeah okay so you know he's 43 and he's you know got so many super bowl rings and he's done this and that i just can't respect that yeah okay so if he would have been our quarterback then you know what i'm still rooting for the team i'm just not i can't root for him as a person because that's to me is just not cool you know i don't like i just don't like that i mean i don't like that in a player we had a great role model in drew Brees. so anybody that steps in those shoes has you know has a lot to live up to but i don't just i don't like for what tom brady stands for you know he is a great quarterback don't get me wrong but 
just I can't, you know. So that's why I say Haley down bucks, just because now they're all in our league too. And after what happened last season, I mean, we beat them twice and then lose to them in the playoffs. So, but I know you have no love lost there either as well. So, <laughs> I, I no, I don't. And everybody, will, he's the greatest quarterback ever to play. I said he's the winningest quarterback to ever to play. Let's get that straight. He's a he's a great leader. I think there have been better quarterbacks, and I'm not saying he's bad. By any means, he's probably he's easy top two or three ever. I'm just saying I don't think he's the best I've ever seen. I think that goes to Peyton Manning, but you know, it's kind of like it, it's such a small margin. It really is a small margin. Yeah, and that's why I don't say the greatest of all time because to me, your greatest has to do with the person on and off the field. You know, yeah, he has you know, all those Super Bowl rings and he's broken records and, you know, he's going to go down as the oldest quarterback ever <laughs> to win a Super Bowl. But I just, you know, I can't say greatest. He's not the goat to me because of, you know, what he stands for off the field. I don't have respect for that. So, you know, but hey, Bucks fans, live it up while you can. There'll be another Super Bowl. I don't think they'll win again this season. I don't. Um, it's going to be interesting what happens in Green Bay with all the controversy that they've had. Um, and it, the, the the rumors with Aaron Rodgers not being there after this year, the rumors him possibly coming to the Saints, which is another story for another day. <laughs> but and it's it, this is going to be a really interesting football season for so many reasons. And I'm super excited and I'm really excited that you were able to join us tonight. Um, I'm glad that we don't play each other. <laughs> this season because <laughs> yeah. I always I, I always feel bad because it's like you know I don't take it there and then it's like you know a lot of my followers and a lot of my friends you know they they can't separate things so then I don't want you to be like oh my goodness <laughs> you know we're playing here and we didn't hedge bets last year when we played so but it is it's going to be fun and I'm really glad that you were able to join us tonight and I'm super excited for your new podcast tell everybody where they can listen to it and catch you online um, the new podcast is called Blunt Norse Trauma. Uh, they can catch me online at Johnny B. Skull, which is my newest handle. And that's the one I'm going to stick with. Um, you can catch my podcast partner, Sarah, at Navy 0921201010. Uh, we are on pretty much all major platforms now. If anybody needs the link, I am happy to send it to you for the pod. Uh, we've only done one episode. So far tonight, we will be recording our second. Um, it's a little, it's it's got a little bit of everything in it. It's mostly Vikings football, but we we'll, we have some other stuff. Kind of uh, a format we I like, I really enjoy, and that's kind of why we went independent so we could do it the way we want to do it. Um, that's all I got. Uh, one thing about who plays who this year: my fiance's team, the Steelers, will be playing the Vikings this year. So that's oh my be an interesting week. goodness, that's going to be fun. Definitely follow them on Twitter. If you're not, they are hilarious. I love them to death. The next time that you're on my show, I'll have to get you to tell our listeners the story about everything that went on with y'all last year. Cause I just think it's so awesome. And I still think it needs to be a movie, um, <laughs> but that's just me personally. But yes, that's going to be fun. Divided household is always great when you're rooting against teams. I could never do it. Oh my goodness. But Hey, that's going to be fun for y'all, but no, yeah. thank you so much for, 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 for joining us. It's, 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 but that shows you how awesome JB is that he did this podcast with me tonight on floor's Julie, and then he's going to jump off and go do his own podcast. 
podcast. <laughs> so how cool is that? And everybody's got to have something to do, right? <laughs> yes, I know. I know. So, and, and, and like I told y'all at the beginning of the show, Jeff will be off for the next couple of weeks. So we're going to be rotating in some guest hosts while he's taking care of some things um, that is going on in his life right now. And um, so I, I don't know for sure exactly who is going to be um, I have like a list that so many of y'all responded and it was so great to have so many people that are interested in guest hosting over the next couple of weeks. So I, I will announce it on my Twitter account and on floors truly over the next couple of days, once we get everything lined up. But again, thank y'all for joining us on floors truly tonight. I am Tina at the NOLA girl. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And as well as the floors truly accounts are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Twitter floors truly pod and of course you can also follow jeff he is jeff momus on facebook as well as the nola on twitter so thank y'all all again for joining us tonight and i hope everyone has a great week saints take on the cardinals on saturday night for the final preseason game and then we have a little break and then we take on the green bay packers september 12th at three o'clock Woo, that's going to be a game. <laughs> we'll definitely be talking about it next week. But thank y'all all for joining us again. And thank you, JB, so much again for guest hosting with me tonight. I hope everyone has a great week. And who dat? If you run a small business, efficiency has never been more important. So for a limited time, Comcast Business is introducing small business savings. Call now to get powerful internet for just $39 a month for 12 months with no annual contract and a money back guarantee. All on the largest, fastest, reliable network for small businesses. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ends 921-22 requires EcoBill and AutoPay. Restrictions apply. New business 50 megabits per second customers only. Equipment taxes and other charges extra and subject to change. After promo, regular rates apply.